Hi, I'm Gio. And I'm Renee. And this is Listen to Me Podcast. Where you get all the greatest in unqualified advice from qualified creatives. Basically, we go through it so you don't have to. And in this case, you're definitely going through it. Yeah, we're all <laughs> going through it. That is a yeah. promise that we have made and we cannot keep in this instance. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So uh, the world is crumbling. Everyone is. Oh, no, don't say suffering. it. Yeah, we're all we're all having a time. It's true. Um, so just for people who are listening for the first time or people who aren't familiar, Geo, you're in Ontario. Yes, Windsor. Yes. And I am in Alberta in Edmonton. So things are looking a little bit different even on either side of the country, let alone globally yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so what are things like where you are uh well i have been at home now for four or five since i haven't left since tuesday oh wow Wednesday. yeah that's a long time not to go outside no i mean i've been outside but oh, i just okay. haven't like gone places where there would be other people <laughs> you've been outside your house is what you're saying yeah, yeah 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 like i just haven't like gone to like the mall or like you know like from some idiots are doing but yeah that's like a huge thing here so i know that there are more cases of the covid19 the novel coronavirus is what they're calling it um, in Ontario than there are in Alberta, but we're definitely seeing uh, spiking cases here daily. Um, but people are not taking it seriously. I was out today walking my dog and kind of having minor panic attacks every time somebody like got really close to me on the sidewalk. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. 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 I'm just avoiding people altogether because I just would rather do that than, you know, I just yeah. don't I just don't need more shit. Like everybody's already stressed out enough as it is based on what is going to happen to you. Yeah. every single person's uh livelihood, existence, like it's just Yeah, yeah. Just, the- that's too much to think about let alone just being sick and dying or, yes. or getting someone close to me sick. Yeah, so there's like a huge physical risk and like fear of getting ill, but it's also like people people's livelihoods are at risk because we're seeing like a marked impact on the economy. The government is starting with all of these like bailout projects. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's massive here. Like uh, my husband works in oil and gas and we're kind of just waiting for them to be like, and we're laying you off, which I mean, isn't different than what we've been doing for the last four years since he started working at that company. But this has like a slightly different quality to it. Yeah. I think a lot of people are waiting because nobody, Nobody knows what the hell's going on and yeah. like well what's gonna go on and because we we really have no idea how this is gonna shape everything. Yeah, a like lot of every single thing. Waiting and drinking. I feel like that's all we see can and, do right now. Uh, like not that it matters because like listen, <laughs> you do what you want, like everyone has their thing, but like yeah. for all these people who are talking about like immunity and you know, we have to stay strong, whatever, alcohol is going to bring that down and it's true. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Make your risk higher. 
Yeah, it's true. But as my friend Amanda has said in the last two days, we are not judging people's coping mechanisms right now. No, not at all. I'm just saying like, <laughs> if people want to like, you know, if you really think about it. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, they're saying uh, like- Listen, I'm not a beacon of health. I'm not a <laughs> like, I'm not well. giving anybody tips on how to live a healthy lifestyle. Well, maybe we can. Maybe we can talk about like things that- This is unqualified advice, remember? It is true, yeah, yeah. Let's really <laughs> emphasize, we're saying unqualified and then very quietly advice. That's Mostly we, unqualified. That's why it's in the tagline because I don't <laughs> want people to be like, I, I just, I can't have people being mad about things that I said when I'm just a person. Yeah, like, neither I'm one a, of us is a doctor. Uh, oh my God, have you watched any of Tiger King on Netflix? I'm obsessed with this, so I haven't stopped talking about it for like the last three days. What do you think my answer is going to be? No, you need to watch it. It's <laughs> exactly. ridiculous. One of the people on the show, it's a docu-series by the way, he he refers to himself as doctor and it later comes out in the series that he's a doctor of metaphysics whatever that means like i don't know what accreditation program there is for metaphysical studies and where you can get your doctorate in it mm-hmm. but we're not doctors of any kind metaphysical or otherwise i just want to make that really i cool. think you get that at hogwarts yes yeah yeah maybe at uh, Beaubaton. 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 <laughs> Oh my God, um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of stuff on my social media. Um, many of the people that I follow are in creative careers and they're used to kind of working from home. And we discussed this a little bit um, before about like how that work is really slowing down for people. Like thankfully, there are some people who are still employed and some people whose employers are facilitating them working from home. I have some friends who have not been allowed to work from home either because their employer uh, has deemed that their work can't be done or isn't accessible from the home or because their um, employer just like refuses to facilitate it and that's caused a lot of anxiety for those people um, because they're kind of in the same boat right like they're worried about transmission they're worried about inadvertently giving it to somebody or inadvertently catching it because they have to go to and from the office Um, But if you are working from home and you do have a space set up or an employer enabled kind of situation happening, um, there have been a lot of posts coming out about the things you can do to make your day feel more normal, like as you're working. Like I know it's really different for you, Gio, because you're not working, but I'm still working. Like I work five days a week. I work eight hours a day from home it's really weird my dogs are constantly trying to get into my office which is definitely something I'm not experienced with um and I find that I'm like sitting a lot more than I do when I'm at the office like first of all I'm really struggling to put on pants that's a whole issue that nobody tells me because <laughs> like if you don't have to get dressed because no one's gonna see you from the waist down I'm not saying that I'm like walking around bottomless I'm just saying like I'm not putting on even if you work were appropriate pants i don't know i mean uh, like i have had the smallest amount of um effort injected into my uh, <laughs> daily beauty regime yes like, yeah. which is saying a I... lot because i really don't <laughs> do it anyway i disagree because i like that this is now the second time we've recorded and you're wearing your black on black on black your signature black on black on black and your geo you're like repping your geo swag hat 
Yeah, the hat is is strategic because I haven't had a haircut in a month, <laughs> month, and so it's like I thought look it was it. like I need to get my business out there. Yeah, I know, but what? my hair too. Like this I'm growing a, out a this pixie is a podcast. cut. Can we stop for a minute? No one is seeing what I look like right now. It's true. This is yeah. <laughs> Gio just <laughs> took off, off his hat and showed me his beautiful, beautiful hair. Um, I'm also touching my hair because I'm in the middle of growing out a pixie cut. And listen, there's no better time to grow out a very short haircut than in the middle of a pandemic when you can't leave your house. I was, I want to say... 25% committed to pulling a Brittany the other day and just shaving <laughs> my head completely. I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm a hundred percent committed to 25% pulling a Brittany and I'm going to get my husband to shave the back of my head because I have like a little ducktail that's like growing out of the bottom of my undercut. Like I, did, I don't know if you can see it. It's just I like cannot. the smallest cowlick, but yeah, I need help. It's starting to get itchy. But anyway, so one of the things that I saw on social media was that you should definitely put on pants. That's a good step toward feeling like your day is getting going. And like whatever that looks yeah. like for you, it doesn't have to be like really fancy pants. Excuse me. I'm not talking about fancy pants over here. Um, but I also like will sometimes put on makeup. The only problem with that is that when I'm in the house and I know I'm not leaving and I'm not going to see anybody, I don't put on makeup. So I was wearing it on Wednesday last week because I had a video conference with some work people but I kept rubbing my eyes and forgetting I had eyeliner oh my and God. mascara on <laughs> and that's I mean if you're gonna do that just don't put on makeup it's not <laughs> worth it um, oh uh what 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 have you been up to today oh I'm just playing a a fun game of raccoon <laughs> I was just dumpster diving in my backyard, connecting with nature. Yeah. No, it's it's true though. It's 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 a really it's a mind fuck. Yeah. Because yeah. it's kind of infiltrated into every single part of your day and the fact that we're stuck at home and that's it's like all you can think about because we're all connected on the internet and because we're all at home, unable to just live our lives or even more so using the internet. And we're in this like vacuum of noise, yeah, which oh. feeds the anxiety and the stress and the and the uncertainty and the worry and it's 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 oh, oh my god I don't like, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> it's just it's, like oh my god okay I saw this term for it on Instagram the other day and it was terror scrolling and I was like oh my god that's exactly what I'm doing right now like I get caught in these loops where I'm literally just scrolling through my social media feeds like looking at what people have posted trying to see if there's like something more and more pressing coming out and hell they're even doing that at my work i was just checking my work email which like shame on me because i'm off right now it's sunday but i wanted to see if anything had gone out because our um one of our chief officers is giving email updates to all staff about what the chief medical officer in Alberta is saying like every day. So like yeah. all of the case increases, all of the extra measures they're taking during the pandemic. So I mean like when you're constantly surrounded by that level of noise and that level of intrusiveness, because we've lost kind of what you were saying, Gio, our primary point of connectivity, which is like going outside, seeing people, going to work, going to coffee shops and things like that. I think it's really easy to get 
caught up in that terror scrolling, like where you're constantly refreshing your social media. So like taking a mental break from that and doing like small things like brush your teeth, wash your hands. I know everybody's already saying that, but like wash your face, brush your hair. I know like even if you're not going to see anybody, it seems kind of pointless, but it can help bring in a little bit of your normal routine and like refresh your sense of normalcy and at least it gets you off your phone presumably you're not washing your face or brushing your teeth while you're also terror scrolling through social media oh my god like i've got <laughs> oh my god <laughs> every time Madonna you say me. that oh, oh my god. god i don't know how to do it isn't <laughs> i don't know yeah it's definitely it's hard i am um, my sister is a flight attendant, so she called me today and we had a long conversation about the things that she could do because she's like really, she's really struggling. Like she kind of has no choice. She is working right now. She's bringing people back into Canada from overseas who have taken flights out and are now trying to come home before they very likely close all of the international airports because right now they've like actually... Uh, limited all international flights into Canada to four airports across the country, which, you know, if we ever get any listeners from like overseas in Europe um, who are not, you know, from North America or Asia, like Canada is huge. So having only four airports open is ridiculous. Like that it, it's in, incomprehensible to me. Toronto for sure. I think uh, the one in Montreal uh, Vancouver, definitely. And I think, I honestly can't even think of what the other one is. Maybe Edmonton, maybe EIA. I I honestly don't know. Mm. Yeah. Or Calgary, Calgary International, maybe. Um, but yeah. Is so this she, in effect already? Yes. Oh yeah. It's been in effect since last week. So what we're thinking is that we're going to see a, a spike of cases here, like transmission cases, um, community transmission cases, which basically means that it's not travel. It's like somebody got infected and then went into the community and then gave it to somebody else. And then that person gave it to someone else in the community. So it's not like people coming off cruises or like off of flights. And then once that mm -hmm. happens, like we may very likely see a full border closure, closure. And they've already closed the US American border. But like I said, my sister's performing an essential service basically because she's trying to bring people home, but she's worried when she's she gets off because she works until the end of the month. And then I think uh, the layovers are going to, or not the layovers, excuse me, the layoffs are going to take effect. Um, she won't be working anymore and she's going to be in her community and she needs to you know pick up her car from the mechanics and get groceries and she's worried about self-isolation so when she called me she was kind of panicking and we had like a conversation about all of the things that you can do a lot of uh businesses in the community especially the small businesses are you know trying to coordinate some form of delivery and if not able to deliver their product they're offering gift cards that you can help buy to support them with when they hopefully reopen see and that's the thing it's like it i think that's great that that's able to happen yeah. i just worry about everybody else who is more service-based like, like even with myself like I, I i can't i don't i'm racking my brain on how to make this make make it some like i just i don't know i just don't yeah. know what to do i honestly it's like 
something that I have no idea. Like my position is secure because of the work that I'm doing as it relates to healthcare. And right now that's critical. But I heard on the news, a woman was talking about how she sells like a, um, like dog clothing boutique, I think is what she, she sells dog clothing and owns a boutique. And she is like trying to engage people through social media. So, and I mean, you and I were talking about this as well. It kind of creates this thing on social media where it's like all of these people posting in panic, punctuated by other people being like, here's a thing you can buy (laughs) while you're panicking. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I don't want to be part of it. Like there's no, none of like beyond just like business and, you know, operating my life. It's just as a human being, I just think it's, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know. Like, I know I've seen, like, I'm just like mumbling at this point, but it's just, it's really, it's hard to wrap my head around because how do you even like, like you can't plan for this. There's nothing that you can No, Yeah. You don't know what's going on. I mean, one thing that I have seen that I find really encouraging is like people who are going out into their communities and trying to do something like to contribute. Like in this city right now, there's like a pizzeria called Love Pizza that's offering um, like a service where you can pay them to bring pizza to frontline healthcare workers. Um, There are other people active in Facebook community groups who are going out and saying, um, I'm available if you arrange for grocery pickup to to pick it up and bring it to your house, or I can fulfill an order for you if you want to order groceries and I'll only request the the total fee of the groceries. Um, There was like a toilet paper scarcity thing happening here like a week ago and people in the community were literally like dropping toilet paper off at each other's houses. Like that to me is the stuff that I think like you need to focus on because right now, like you said, the, the hustle is, is not available. Like it's dried up at this point. Right. And you've been doing that for so long. I think it can be hard to get out of that mindset because everything you've been doing is being like to advance your company and your career. Well, what this is for sure going to do is people are going to start being creative around, uh, what, can I do to actually give back? And you see it already happening because it, like I said this already, but it's, it's showing us how disconnected we've become oh, yeah yeah just as a as a as a one entity which is humanity yeah and all the things that we have put so much focus on i just like it, it's 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 in a way i think a good thing that this is happening because it's going to i i just i hope it slows down I mean, I, I love the hustle, but it also, I wish I want, it's going to slow down the hustle because I, I think, cause it's just making us realize that, you know, shit's more important than making a dollar. Yeah. And like something that I've seen going around a lot lately is like, um, people talking about how, like, have you heard that like adage that's like, when the tide comes in or the water pours in, all of the boats go up as opposed to like trying to get above or ahead of people. The mm-hmm. idea is that if you work to bring others up with you, you elevate yourself. And Absolutely. to me, yeah, like I think that we might see more of that taking effect or being 
um, kind of enacted with people, especially, especially creatives, because I think creative people do tend to get really siloed. We do tend to be isolated into our own little niches of things that we're good at. And what you're seeing right now is like people who are trying to contribute some positivity in a way that's more reflective of that intention and less about them honing a skill or having something marketable. Like I'm thinking about people who are drawing doodles if they're not a strong artist or people who are making music if they're not a strong musician or necessarily by career, but they're just trying to brighten people's days by making creative content. Well, the media isn't helping with the fear mongering, but I feel like if we keep focusing on the chaos, you're going to completely miss the shift in kind of the energies of the world right now, because there's a lot of opportunity for innovation and change because things need to change just by the fact that like we're seeing this happen. It's, it's, I think the universe is being like, okay, fuckers get your shit together, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like really disturbing. I think how, um, unprepared we were for something like this and a lot of the people that i've talked to have said like you know you'd think that there would be more in place for this kind of thing and you really would like we've narrowly avoided this kind of stuff before we had sars we had uh mrsa we or not mrsa sorry mrsa is another virus in hospitals MERS. Yeah, we had Zika, we had Ebola, like all of these things. And North America, especially like with Ebola and Zika, we were really exempted from that uh, just because the climate didn't lend itself to the transmission. But with this, like we're really getting caught out. And a lot of these initiatives for social care that we're seeing being put through, like these are things that you know, people who are more on the left side of the spectrum, politically speaking, have been lobbying for for years and that our governments have been extremely resistant to because they're not money making. It's not money making to provide a universal basic income for people. It's not money making to make sure that people have access to health care and other social services, even if they're not, you know, employed and paying into a health care plan. Like that kind of stuff is related to this because it's a social issue and it's showing us how affected we all are when the people who are most vulnerable who might not be me and you are being afflicted right and aren't being helped like that still has an impact on us right like oh yeah even if you want to talk about it in the simplest economic terms everyone who participates in society regardless of what their health status or income status is like contributes to driving the engine of the economy and so if those people are dying or they don't have access to care or whatever like that's your entire consumer base like what are you going to do who are you going to sell to if everybody's dead yeah like and who's going to work yeah i know (laughs) i'm i really hope that this is like an uh equalizer for people in general and just to realize like like I know I keep saying this but like we are all one thing like we have to keep we have to start treating each other like that and be there like that's the only thing the way that we're going to bounce back from this because I don't know like the way that we've been doing it is just hasn't it's not working no for sure and like I think that looking at people who 
hoard millions. Like I'm literally just going to call it out and be like millionaires and billionaires are hoarding wealth. You don't need that much money to live. No, no. This is a social issue. It is a social issue. There should be income caps. They should be taxing people who are in the millionaire and billionaire brackets. It doesn't matter if you're self-made, you need to give back to your community. It shouldn't be, you know, other people who are like working single mothers, like blue collar workers who are digging into their pockets to like make sure that the vulnerable people in their community are being taken care of. That's really great. And it's very charitable, but it's ridiculous when you have people who are literally hoarding wealth. That is wild mm -hmm. to me. And it's such a devaluation of human life. It's awful. Like. <sighs> That's some heavy, heavy shit going on right now. Yeah, it's definitely throwing a lot of a lot of things. Well, like you said, a lot of our just regular day-to-day -day expectations or understanding of the world is being thrown into question by this because everything is different. I don't think it can go back. Like I don't think yeah. it's even thrown into question. I think it's legitimately just been <laughs> like kicked out from under itself yeah well i know they were saying that they expected that the isolation and the social distancing would be over within a couple of weeks and I the newest it. things that are coming out of the press are saying like we're we're looking at this for at least a couple of months that's which honestly insane. that's what people in healthcare have been saying because they're looking at, at what's happening overseas and they're like oh no like this has not even reached critical peak yet we're we're <laughs> like we're not even in the worst of it you guys yeah it is it is frightening but uh we're here we're here we're freaking out with everybody else um yeah i I'm mean not even freaking out I, well I sometimes don't even, like, a lack of reaction can be like a trauma response too like it can just be like oh this is happening it's i mean i never thought i would witness some like I you know me and my theories but I just I always <laughs> thought I always think that you always like think oh you know it's not gonna happen to me like as as stupid as that sounds because in our western bubble that we live in yeah like I'm fine I'm exempt from this but to for it to just kind of like happen I it's almost like I I'm not even I haven't reacted in a way that it's like I haven't freaked out I've more just been very observant of what's of what's going on i'm not participating in a lot of the conversation online mostly because i don't even in the void that is happening what would my voice add yeah and like truly and i know obviously we're recording a podcast so like hello obviously there is <laughs> there is like a desire to be heard but at the same time it's i don't i don't know i i i'm just like i'm observant i'm just observing i'm like all right well yeah like what what am i going to do by freaking out it's not going to help me no it's through not this. yeah yeah and that's actually a really good strategy to take like um i know for me going through a lot of stuff this year um with my dad passing away like i've looked into a lot of mindfulness things because my anxiety was really triggered by by that mm -hmm. loss it it's very much in the same vein of like you just think that stuff isn't going to happen to you or isn't going to happen to your family and then it does and it's like oh wow yeah. right i'm not a princess who can you know yeah. get away from pain i've heard 
of this happening to other people's like families or parents or whatever, but I don't think it's going to happen to me. And then it like fully does. Right. So (laughs) that totally sucks for you. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. I totally understand. Um, no, you don't, but I appreciate it. Thank you. But yeah, like mindfulness, uh, is a really helpful course of study that I have found, um, has eased me through a lot of my more anxious moments. And one of the principles of mindfulness is about trying to disconnect from the emotional investment of whatever you're feeling or however you're reacting reacting, and getting curious about it. So just taking a step back, like you were saying, and kind of observing what's going on and trying to make mindful choices or have mindful reactions to it. So instead of just adding to the noise of everyone's thoughts online, taking a step back and going, okay, this is how people are reacting. What does that mean for me? Can I contribute anything here? What can I do? Like that I think is actually really valuable because it also helps to kind of disconnect you a little bit from your feelings. And for a lot of people who have anxiety or struggle with that feeling of isolation, you can identify really easily with your feelings. Like instead of realizing, oh, I'm having a feeling about this, you're like, oh my God, this is happening. I'm freaking out. You know what I mean? Which is really different because then you've kind of like become overwhelmed by that feeling so much so that you can't step back. Yeah. Then but that's the thing. It's like a lot of time like your emotions are a mashup of so many different things that are going on in your life. Yeah. That it's not even necessarily like what you're at, what you truly are feeling. There's it's yeah. You could be tired, you could be hungry, you could be over oh, yeah. overwhelmed yeah. with the amount yeah. of garbage you're but consuming the problem in your is mind every day. When you start to identify with those feelings, regardless of what's driving them, is when you start to think I am this, or you get yeah, so not. carried away by them that you you can't even make that judgment. You're not, you're not your feelings. And no. taking a breath, taking time to sit with what you're feeling instead of trying to act on it to either make the feeling go away or, you know, do whatever your brain is screaming at you that you should be doing, you always have time to take a breath. You always have time to take a step back and go, okay, what can I do here? What's actually realistic for me to do? You know what I mean? It can be difficult, but it's possible. So many people have issues with just being with their own thoughts. Like I, we, yeah. I've been there for sure. I've, I will cool. be there again. It's, it's yeah. a roller coaster of a ride. But the thing with that is I, I like, you have to sit with your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. You have you have to force yourself, even if it's uncomfortable, no music, no phone, no anything, and just sit in the feeling and, and try and understand where it's coming yeah. from and not just, and always looking inwards. That's the biggest thing. Because it's it's not, what, what's that saying? It's like, it's not about what happens to you, but how you react and mm-hmm. how you handle it. And that has been, I mean, it's hard to apply every day, but yeah, well, it's just like- a practice. It's just a practice, right? And for a lot of mm-hmm. people, they're out of practice and this social isolation and this self-isolating is forcing them to be alone, be alone with their I thoughts. I feel like we're good. And most people aren't even taking that opportunity. I feel based on what I can see, because all I know is from what I see on social media, but yeah. I feel like in the next week, weeks, month 
whatever long, however long it's going to take, we're going to see people unraveling. I already see it happening on the <laughs> internet. People are losing their minds in the way that they're posting and what they're posting. I'm like, yep. get some rest. Stop trying to create content. <laughs> like you Yes. Fool. Like go to sleep, drink some water, wash your Stop. damn face, brush your damn teeth. Yeah, and wash like I'm listening. <laughs> Bitch, wash your wash hands. Wash every part of your body, but especially your hands. Yeah. And don't forget the butt. Mm. <laughs> the butt, the butthole especially is very important. <laughs> uh, just because you're at home alone doesn't mean you need to smell. That's so true. Maybe, I know. I mean, actually, maybe that's you know what, what you want. Maybe it's part of your yeah, regular routine that it. you're smelling. <laughs> We don't judge. We're yeah. not judging anyone's coping mechanisms right now. I say as I take another yeah. swig of wine. Are you <laughs> Are you finding that? I mean, because you've been home now how many days? I have been home since Monday of last week. So it's been a week. Actually, I've been home since Friday. But that was a vacation day, I believe. Or no, I'm lying. So no, you... no, it's from Monday. <laughs> sorry i took a couple of days off because of puppy so it's really and then not being in the office has really messed with my sense of time i'm having a hard time keeping the days straight already yeah i know it's like oh it's sunday and realizing yeah yeah and i like matter? have to work tomorrow but i'm not going to work tomorrow so that's really weird like i don't have a commute anymore which is also very strange like yeah it's yeah so weird times I want to go back to my question. So you've been off for a week or like yeah. home for a week. So like, are you finding that being at home more than you normally would is creating some sort of like side effect in your oh, life? Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Like my husband is the king of all introverts and he's like loving his life because we have nobody around. Like no one comes to the house and we don't have to go anywhere. And he's just like living for this. And meanwhile, I'm like trying not to scratch gouges in the walls as I'm like climbing them because I'm so stir crazy. Um, so what I've done is like I am trying to keep some semblance of a normal routine. So like I said, I, I may sometimes put on makeup to start my day like I would if I was going into the office. I do try to get dressed. Definitely wash my face, comb my hair, brush my teeth, that kind of stuff. Um, I take my coffee breaks during the day when I'm working um, and like kind of interact with my dogs, which also kind of helps. I have two living beings in the house beside me and my husband who like need attention and need time. And that is a distraction for sure. Um, but I've also been doing like video conferencing with people. Like I face called with, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six people in the last week, which I never FaceTime with anyone yeah, except for my siblings. Totally. Yeah, so that's know, like a huge actually, thing. That's one thing I'm definitely noticing is I'm I'm talking to people more. I'm checking in with not everybody because like I just don't have the energy or the bandwidth. Yeah. But yeah. And by bandwidth I mean like mental bandwidth. <laughs> I know, I've heard that before and I really like it. It's like uh it's kind of the updated version of spoons, if you've ever heard that that uh that reference. Spoons. Yeah, no. that's like a reference specifically to people who have um like a chronic illness it could be like a mental illness or a physical illness and it's like if you have 
you have like a certain amount of spoons at the beginning of the day and each spoon represents like a unit of energy that you can give to something. And for some mm. people, they need to use their spoons up on little things like things that we were just talking about, like getting dressed, getting out of bed, showering, that kind of thing. And sometimes yeah. you use up your spoons on big things like when before we were in quarantine, like going to the dentist or going grocery shopping or whatever, like things that are harder for people who mm -hmm. have like mental or physical health challenges, you know, that you would take for granted as somebody who's like able-bodied and, and uh, yeah. And I think like now that's becoming a shared thing as well. Like a lot of the spoonies as they call themselves, like they've always struggled with this kind of stuff and had to create strategies for themselves. Like, I know I've definitely been there, especially when I was in the worst of uh, my grief after my dad died. Like some days getting out of bed, not an option <laughs> for several yeah. hours, maybe for the whole day. Uh, and for some people, they're having a similar reaction to being stuck inside. There's, there's a component of grief. There's a loss there of, I've lost my normal routine. I've lost my normal, my normal life. I've lost access to the things that I identify with, right? That, that tell me that this is a normal day, that I'm living the life that I want to live. Yeah. So I think the one, us, it'll, it'll bring a lot of people together in, even though we're separated, like yeah. it'll bring us together and realizing that, you know, we all, we're all, it, it's, it's not something that's removed anymore. Like, oh, we live in North America. We don't deal with, we don't deal with those things because we just don't have to deal with things that go on in other parts of the world. And yeah. now we're realizing like, we are all feeling this, this pain, this, this, well, it's, and it's not even like pain. we're not dealing with death. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not death, but it is pain and it is grief. You can grieve something other than death. This is a loss. A loss of normalcy is huge for a lot of people. Their routines, like I was just talking about my commute, how I get up in the morning, how part I prepare myself to work. It is part of my identity. It is the framework of normalcy and going through the grief of even losing my dad earlier this year, that disrupted my sense of what was normal in my life. And that was something to grieve as well. I grieve, grieved the loss of him and I still grieve the loss of him, but I also grieve the loss of that normalcy of being in the world and feeling good that, or at least feeling aware or confident or taking for granted that my dad is there, right? That's not the case anymore. And for a lot of people, that's the component of grief that we're talking about is like, oh my God, like I can't take it for granted that I get to go on my commute anymore. I can't take it for granted that I'm going to meet my friends at the bar downtown for drinks after work. I can't take it for granted that uh, the yoga studio that I go to, I feel like I'm saying like really bougie things, but do you know what I mean? Like all of the things yeah. I can't take for granted that I get to pick my kid up from their day home at work or like down the street after I get off work because the day homes are all closed. You're stuck at home. Like it well, is a total exactly disruption of your normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even the last, I'd say not the last week, but leading up to the last week, just certain things it's just seeing what was going on with the news and how things were playing out it, it's almost like i just realized i'm like hey i better like go see at least a couple friends before yeah. i feel like i'm not gonna be able to and like here we are where yeah you know, yeah oh i do yeah I did it. yeah yeah because we had a couple of friends over last weekend so a week ago and they brought 
their dog to meet Cheese, which is my puppy's name. Um, and that we were going, we had planned to meet again this week and they decided not to come over because they were worried, um, that they had been out and maybe exposed to something in the community. So they decided to self-isolate for two weeks. And I was like, thank God that we hung out because now I'm like actually missing them. Like I was like, oh, those plans that we had, like to, to have the dogs get together again and all this stuff. Like I feel, I feel the loss of that. It is not great. <laughs> I, d- I don't love this. Right yeah, yeah. It's not great right now, but I, I, I want to kind of maintain some positivity and at least seeing that this is going to shake up how we go about our day to day. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next month or two, but I think, like I said, long-term, I think this is a good thing because it's going to reconnect us to what's really important, which is being there for each other and we are all part of communities that are only going to thrive if we actually actively participate in them yes, and engage. with one another. Yes. And if we don't, we are going to lose it completely. We are going to lose all of it to corporate greed. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. Like or inevitable, like but. that kind of like myopic, like tunnel vision of like, I'm the only person who's important. It's just me. Like we're in such well, an individualistic society. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like yeah. maybe if and we can like move away from the doom and gloom a little bit, like have you seen anything in the last like week that has a little bit like made you feel a sense of hope to, to that end? Like of communities rebuilding themselves or people reaching out or that things are going to be okay or yeah like I said I think it's it's seeing people offering their services to the people that can't help themselves it's the the people you see people are are calling each other they're posting pictures of like oh look at this like chat that I had with three of my friends and that in itself like I think other than texting and like, I mean, listen, everyone communicate, communicates online 24 seven, but I think that this, there's more meaning to it now because we can't just go see each other and we can't be like, um, you know what? I'm just going to like not answer that text. Cause I don't feel like going out. It's like, no, I'm going to call that person because I can't see them anymore face to face. And I think it's going to create a re, um, it's going to just, bring back the value of friendship and love for one another and how we are like, we're all in this fuck whole shit situation (laughs) together. (laughs) Sorry, So eloquent. I just, you listen, it's Sunday night. I don't, I am not (laughs) like it's, it's been a long couple weeks. Yeah. This this last week has been like a year long. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I I feel like my beard is twice as long because (laughs) of the way that it feels like the length of this week. Holy shit. So what are, <laughs> to end on a, like, what are you doing? What, like, I know other than staying home and washing your fucking hands. <laughs> I, um, man, so I took my guitar out of its case for the first time in like three years and tuned it today. Uh, that was a momentous occasion. 
Yep. If I was a shock jock, I would insert some background <laughs> pew, noises. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Maya. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, no. But also, yes. <laughs> Ew, I hate it. Thank you. Um, I love it so much. Yeah. No, so I'm doing that and I am trying to keep writing. I know that there are a lot of um, small print presses right now that are still accepting submissions because all of their work is online and digital based anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, but it's hard. So, like, sometimes I am just sitting on the couch and binge watching weird Netflix docuseries with my husband. My husband? My husband? Your husband's. Um, my multiple husbands. I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you were talking about your beard earlier, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I haven't used that title in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been called that in so long. Um, yeah, like, uh, so I, I'm trying to be mindful. I had a therapy appointment over the phone this past week, and my therapist and I talked about some strategies for things I could do when I'm really feeling stressed out, and um, a couple of them was, like, doing doing new things like whatever you have access to that you can call new so like if you make a recipe that you've never made before is something that's going to engage you because it's it's different it's out of your routine a little bit um or like making a playlist of new songs that you've never heard before just because it's like engaging different parts of your brain and trying to disrupt those cyclical thought patterns where you're like, oh my God, what's happening? This is so crazy. Okay. I'm going to check the news again. I'm going to look at social media and see what other people are saying. Oh, they're also saying it's so crazy. This is so crazy. Oh my God. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like like frenzy. Yeah, exactly. You get totally caught up in that, in that whirlpool. So one of the things that I want to I, that's I, exactly it's, it's new it's trying new yeah yeah one of the things that i want to try this week is because i like i'm not even gonna try and like make money happen because it's just it's like it seems like an uphill battle yeah like tr- i'm not about to go to people like hey do you, do you have any work for me because i just feel like i don't know if that's it's just gonna i don't know i don't know like i just it seems just disconnected from what people actually need right now yeah but also have to feed my face and like pay my bills and I I don't know there's there's a part of me that wants to and I was talking to my mentor about this about offering like free services in this during this time to just like network and try and get my like create a sense of like okay I'm there for you and it's specifically with small business owners because like I Well, that's that community um, engagement piece, right? Exactly. And I'm just going to see, hopefully that works. Like, and I just want to actually engage people and be like, hey, like, because I've had people in the past reach out to me for wanting to, like, wanting to work and I get for what I offer, but it's, you know, going to have budget or whatever, but now I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it's yeah. not even about budget. It's about how can we all help each other? And like, I can offer something when it comes to like brand strategy, business development or whatever, on how people can keep their heads above water because otherwise everyone's fucked. And I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that that's something that could be a potential use for people. Yeah. I think it could be. I mean, I don't know. The the potential is out there. And I think that's really what it is, is like reaching out to people, seeing what's going on, who needs what and how you can help because everybody I think has untapped skills or 
resources that they don't necessarily ever get to delve into. And like, um, especially creative people, man, most of the creative Mm. people in my life that I know are multidisciplinary creatives. It's not just one thing that they're good at. Yeah. But they often get stuck kind of wearing one hat predominantly, just like, you know, Geo's black geographic hat, hashtag geographic. (laughs) And But like metaphorically speaking, one had, and it's the one thing that they focus on in their creative work or in their career creative work. Um, And right now is a time to kind of reach out and see where you can lend a hand in, in whatever way is available, not necessarily what you're, you're normally doing. Cause what's that saying? Like, is it lack or need is the something of invention? Necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's true. (laughs) It's like literally the only reason. Also, the plugs. You're my human dictionary. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, I mean, uh, if we're going to end on that note, I would just say, you know, try to stay sane, stay safe, wash your goddamn hands, and stay inside. Thanks for listening to me. And me. If you have any burning questions or congratulations, please email us at listen to me podcast at gmail.com. That's the number two. You can follow us on social media at listen to me podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, damn it. Do it. Music in this episode is graciously provided by audionautics.com.